0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living where we make the holidays holy days. And we are in the third week of Advent 2021 and we are now in a series called, uh, Make My Joy Complete. What makes our joy complete? So this is the third part. And we've already talked about two things that make our joy complete. One is that Jesus makes our joy complete, not our mission, not our accomplishments, Jesus. Number two, we know that answered prayer makes our joy complete. And today we're gonna talk about the third thing Um, And that is actually going to be found in John 15. Last Last week we looked in John 16, so it's the same context, or last time we looked at John 16, same context when Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. And right around verse 10, it says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I've kept my father's commands and I remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. There it is. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends For everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Remember that? This is my command. Love each other. Okay, so we're talking about what is going to make our joy complete. And it says that if we remain in his love, our joy will be complete, to have his love in us. And when we love, we will obey his commands. When we, and then it's this its this symbiotic relationship. Our love fuels us to obey, and our obedience fuels our love. They are inseparable. You know, so many times in the religious world, and I don't like to talk about this too much, but it's it becomes this thing of like it's an either-or situation. I mean, either, either we're just, you know, we're, 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 we're loved by God no matter what, and its grace covers everything. Or, and if if that's not true. Ju- and the opposite of that would be that we do works to earn that somehow. No, no, no. There's no no earning. It's a, it's a continual flow. Those things exist at the same time. Because when you really, really love someone, you don't have to be commanded to do the right thing. That's really the truth. I want you to think about your kids. So if you were going to save your kid's life, would you be thinking, well, I don't know if I can sacrifice that much? you know you have the opportunity to save your child from death and that but you're you're not analyzing well what would i have to do what do i have to do no 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 <laughs> the lo- love says oh, whatever i have to do i, I don't care it, you you become nothing you know you as a parent you become nothing because you're you you would sacrifice anything for your child and see this is why jesus goes through this entire thing about like i'm you're not my servants anymore I mean, we all should be, to be quite honest, we all should just be God's servants. I mean, isn't that what Mary said? I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. That's what she told the angel. I'm, she was right-sizing herself. She's like, yes, I am a servant of the Lord. I am a servant of the living God. I mean, what else am I but a, a mere human in the service of the mighty God? I'm, I'm the creation, not the creator. I serve the creator, right? And that is a good stance to have. In fact, our, we need a lot more of that around here, <laughs> right, on this earth. We need a lot more people who are saying, I'm just a creation. I'm, I can't tell the creator what he's done right and what he's done wrong. Who am I to tell God that he's wrong? You know, who am I to te- to speak up and say, you know, God, God you know, uh, I could give you a few pointers, God, on how to do this thing. No, 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 we all know. That we really are God's servants. That's that's really what we amount to. But Jesus, he he tells me, you know, you're not just my servants anymore. You're you're actually my friends. You are my friends, because I've you know God tells me stuff, and then I tell you everything that He tells me. It's just like it's just like we we see our we see our our kids. You know, they they learn something, they, they tell all their friends everything, all the, the latest stuff, right? And we do this with our friends. We we talk to them and we treat them as as people, as humans with dignity and respect and honor and, and love. And he's saying, you're my friends. You know, I'm not going to just call you my servants. In fact, it says, you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because servant doesn't know his master's business. But and so I've called you friends, I, I have learned, I tell you everything I've learned from the Father. Everything the Father has made known to me, I've made known to you. I chose you. And he has to go through that big thing. He's like, wait a second. Remember when I was walking along the road and nobody, nobody that followed him, you know, none of the disciples, the apostles, came to him and with an application. None of them applied for the job. None of them felt themselves worthy. Matthew wasn't filling out an application, hello. You know, we have, you know, the fishermen, well, they're, they're, they're not thinking that there's somebody who could follow a rabbi, you know, they didn't make the cut. None of these guys made the cut to follow a rabbi. Because remember that, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And that's what God is saying to you right now, disciple. He chose you. Before the creation of the world, actually, is what the Bible says. But that is too mind-blowing for us to cover right now. But he chose you. And when you get that, when you really get love, when you get the love of the Father, when you really can focus and, and, and marinate in and meditate on and experience somehow this incredible love of God, you no longer ask, well, what do I have to do? What are the commands against? Uh, Check them off, check them off. No, 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 you obey because you would do anything for him. You would do anything for a love like that. And that's why that makes our joy complete. When you experience God's love, it makes your joy complete. You know, I have this theory that, know it's just a tracy minor theory so you know you get what you pay for here which i believe is free um but you know out of all the apostles uh john is the only one that got to live to an old age right he's the only one that got to live out all of his years everybody else was cruelly um put to death martyred for their faith but john lived on the island of Patmos until he died I believe now I think they might have been he might have been able to go back um, and in his very very old age I can't remember but he you know died in exile but if you read John and all of his letters and his writings he just writes about love more and more and more he's the apostle of love right but he didn't start out that way. He started out as the Son of Thunder, correct? I think it's the same John. So he starts off as this, you know, James and John, the Sons of Thunder. Hey, Jesus, you want us to rain down fire on those guys because they don't believe us. You know, <laughs> he's that guy. I just love it. He's me, you know, on the inside. So, you know, he's got all that fire inside. But as the years went on, he realized, you know, all of it is just about love. Every single bit of it is just about love. And... You know, I know it sounds so naive. You know, all you need is love. Bam bam ba da da. I it sounds naive and um and people make fun of you. They they make fun of you and they, you know, look at look down on you like, oh I know. You pat you on the back like love, love, love. All you need is love. Actually, it is all you need. All you need is God's love. That's it. And the more the more we grow, the older we get, the more we grow in his love the more mature we become, you'll be able to tell by our love. Our love for one another. Isn't that what it said? Loving each other basically is what it's saying here. Love each other. And I'll read you a couple more scriptures about joy and love. In Philemon 1, um, Paul is writing and he says, your love has given me great joy and encouragement. Because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. You know, love when we love one another, it spreads joy. It makes our joy complete. Um, another time, the Corinthian church had written to Paul, and and he's it says he told um, it says he told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy was greater than ever. When we love as Jesus said to love, when we love each other, then the joy radiates. And this is just something that I'm more and more getting in touch with is that, you know, lots of times the world is actually repulsed by the church sometimes right now because they see all the things that we do that are not loving, to be quite honest. And all the conversations that go on social media and the the fighting between the denominations and all the, you know, all that yucky stuff, right? So right now, the world is not really looking to join the church. Mm -hmm. But just think, if they could really tell we were Christians by our love for one another, isn't that supposed to be the mark? Isn't that supposed to be the identifying characteristic of disciples, is our love for one another? That's what it says right there in John. So this is an amazing concept, it's mind-blowing. But it is so worth it because it makes our joy complete. So I hope this helps you to grow in your love. Until next time.